Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Friends, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. We're going to do a quick hit for night two uh, at Dick's 2017. So uh, we'll review uh, September 2nd, 2017. I'm Brad, and we're here with a longtime wonderful friend of the podcast and, and us personally as well is uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? Doing well, thanks. How's the family? Family's good. good. We're out here in Denver on vacation. Everything's, everything's good right now. A vacation that includes some shows at Dick's is is my kind of vacation. So hope you guys are enjoying. <laughs> Any, it. 
<laughs> Any way we can uh, sneak the kid out for, uh, for for fish plus some mountains is a good thing. Yeah, awesome, man, awesome. So um, you've been to the first two shows, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we're doing the whole weekend, so we did Friday and then last night as well. Cool. Uh, and then tonight, the third show is a free webcast for all of us not in Denver, so that's pretty exciting for us. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty sweet of them. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that, um, you know, I don't think it impacts them much, but they know, right? I mean, they know that there'll probably be a few more tuner-inners uh, since it's free. Um, so Yeah, that and, like, last sort of show this summer, I think it'll be, uh, it'll, be, it'll be good for them going into it. Nice, nice. So uh, give us kind of your, you know, I hate to say it, but 20,000-foot view of the first two nights. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, overall, I've, I've really enjoyed myself this weekend. Uh, Friday night, I thought, was a really spectacular show. Um, this is my second time at Dick's. I came here in 2012. Uh, it was actually not, my honeymoon. We just got not a bad weekend. Uh, one of the best weekends of fish I've ever seen. Um, I uh, So I've always been thinking about coming back to Dick's. And I've tried to come back here and things didn't work out so it was, it was great to make it happen this year um i love it out here i love being i think being in colorado being in denver really uh adds a lot to a fish weekend and um you know the band just has it locked down at dicks it's such a welcoming venue it's so easy to get around uh the parking lot's a lot of fun um the the security the people that work at the venue are really really sweet very hospitable um, the sight lines, the sound, everything's great. So, you know, from a, from afar, it's really an ideal place to see fish for, for a couple of nights. Uh, very different in a lot of ways to MSG. Um, it almost feels like you're at a festival, uh, when you're, when you're on site, but you've got the amenities of the city if you need them. That's a good point. Um, we talked about it yesterday too, but the band sound just amazing anywhere. I think particularly, oh, yeah. um, in the stands head on on the, you know, the opposite side of the, the soccer field, like the end lines, um, for whatever reason, it just, it just sounds so wonderful there. They, they do have it. Lived in, and, um, so give us a little details about the lot. You know, we heard yesterday it was really crowded. Um, obviously all three nights are sold out. Did you, how, how was your experience compared to 2012 as far as a uh, number of people and, and crowdedness? I definitely thought, I mean, in the stadium, I thought Friday night was a little bit, uh, more crowded than it was on Friday and Sunday in 2012. I, I expected Saturday to be pretty packed in, so we went in a little bit earlier last night than we had on, on Friday, and got some pretty great seats. Um, I agree with you. We were side stage uh, page in 2012, a little bit closer, and the sound kind of bounced a little bit, but we moved back, and we were kind of we were page side, down low, right behind the second speaker, and I mean, it sounded like I was wearing headphones. It was super loud. It was fantastic. Um, and we had great people around us. We, we ended up getting a, a good amount of space uh, for ourselves, which was really nice. In terms of a lot, um, uh, the, the shakedown that they have set up is, it was nice to see like a, a full shakedown. I haven't seen that in probably two yeah. years. Especially with, with MSG. MSG I mean, shows. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, it was nice to like get a throwback and, um, there'd be like three full rows of vendors and multiple food options and, um, you know, just some really nice people to talk to. So we wandered through there, 
played some frisbee in the soccer field. That's a really nice thing to have that uh, to just kind of run around in before and after the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it. I I I found uh, the lots to be you know not super packed. Um, everything's kind of congregated around shakedown. Uh, I was in lot G on Friday night, and that was was a pretty good scene. There was a uh, El Camino that had turned itself into a uh, ball pit, and uh, people were handing out Jello shots there. So I think they were having a pretty good time. Um, they kept playing Michael Jackson, so it sounded like a party over there. But um, yeah, it was it was fun. It's it's always fun going in. That's great to hear. Um, it is it's such an open space too. You know, you think of the mountains, yeah. but the mountains are kind of off to the west. Um, right, it's kind of right. flat and open and, and you could find different areas to have fun, you know, and, and you'll find something to do no matter what. I remember the first time I rolled in solo, I think it was 2000, what is it? Yeah. 13. Um, okay. I rolled in solo to like a back lot and it was like empty and I was like, what is going on around here? You know? And then I came to the other side of the stadium and I'm like, ah, here we go. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I'm wondering right, right. if, if, if those kind of back areas are kind of filling up now that, uh, it's been sold out in advance and it's, you know, it's a destination for fans, uh, even kind of casual fans are, are um, hearing about it and having fun. So uh, it's, it's great stuff. So um, before we dive into the show, um, uh, well, I mean, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> let's dive into the show. Yeah, totally, um, totally. Um, tell us a little bit about this, uh, the first set for you, where you were last night, um, and, uh, you know, the opener, the simple and, and into the Martian monster. Totally. Um, so yeah, like I said, we walked in a little bit early, than we, early than we on Friday. We wanted to get, uh, similar seats to what we had on Friday. Um, I was super pleased the band, uh, was playing, uh, one drugs new record, a deeper understanding in full, which is amazing uh, to hear in the stadium before the show. Oh, wow. I definitely made a good move. Um, I love it when they do that. Um, but then, yeah, they came out. Hold on, man. Uh, this, you sound is, better right now. Start start over again with the uh, war on drug stuff. Oh, sorry. Did I was I breaking up there? Yeah. Just, well, just kind of. It, it gets. It's not breaking up. It's just like it, the volume's going up and down. So. Oh, um, okay. I'll 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 move around. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there, all right, you're perfect right now. Go ahead. Cool. Um, so yeah, like I said, we walked in a little bit earlier than we did on Friday night. We wanted to get a pretty good spot, uh, similar to where we were on Friday, and. Um, I was super pleased to walk in. They were playing the uh, opening track off the War on Drugs new record, A Deeper Understanding, and played the record in full. So that was great oh, to uh, great. kind of experience pre-show. But um, they came on around 8.06, 8.07, something like that, similar to Friday. And um, I, was, I was expecting, you know, a really classic Saturday Night Rock show. And uh, they opened up with like a 14, 15 minute version of simple that went into a pretty nice type two jam. Um, I was really enjoying it. I was, uh, we brought my best man from my wedding to the show. Awesome. Um, he's seen fish maybe like 20 times and simple is always one of his favorite songs. And those had this only long times. running. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, we always had this long running joke. He always, we would always ask each other what they're going to open up with. And he would always say simple. And I was like, they're never going to open up with simple. That's just not what they do. And then I saw it twice in a row, summer 2015. And then they opened up with it last year. So really fun moment with our little crew. Um, awesome jam. And then I loved the entire first set. I thought it was incredibly strong. Yeah. I uh, go right, at, right, right during set break. I mean, I was, you know, 
feeling very good about where things were at at that point in time. I mean, Marsha Monster was strong. That's always a song that uh, sounds really good in the stadium. Uh, Reba, first time at Dick's, really great peak. It felt like Fishman was allowing Trey to just keep going and keep going with it um, before, uh, you know, shutting everything down. And, and place was absolutely insane during Reba. Sand was excellent. Very, very good time uh, to play that. Uh, I really liked crazy sometimes i liked that when it was debuted this summer and was happy to hear it um and then what else did they do limb by limb was really nice uh it's always a, a nice little break and then wolfman and walls of the cave to close it i mean wolfman went to a really really good jam um yeah i figured that was going to end the set and then to play walls after that was just kind of icing on the cake after I, that i agree with that so um you know, a few of my takes, uh, even though no one's probably interested, is from the first set, the the Rebo was really well played for um, right. something that they kind of have maybe could have tripped up on, you know, in these the 3.0, but it was really well played, yeah. I thought, uh, they, and they smoothly went through it. Sand had an extra minute or so on it, um, and it's funny that, that it's a kind of a middle first set song nowadays i've talked about it before but i'll take it it's a great great dance time limb by limb i thought it was brought some heat uh eight minutes or so so it's nothing crazy but wonderful uh one of my favorite songs and i think the wolfman's kind of got taken for a walk too um you know if anything that's kind of a set opener whether first or second so to to close right the first set with the wolfman's into the walls um i thought it was a really well played i thought it was great energy i I um I think the only thing you could say in any sort of critical sense of the first set was after simple you didn't really see them fully going beyond uh kind of the the, the yes, barriers sure, of sure. the of the songs um right. you know which you got a lot on Friday night in the first set um which which yeah, in, really in, made that Friday night set anyway I don't think we gave enough credit in yesterday's quick hit to the opener um the blaze on opener because it was a good fifteen minutes and this simple's fourteen minutes totally. And uh, two totally. really strong just st- show openers, so um, it's pretty exciting. But yeah, so uh, kind of a structured, uh, well played first set. Um, but you can't complain about it, especially um, you know on a Saturday show like this. Um, no, so no. Let's talk about uh, set two then, and and um, one of my favorite new songs, "Everything's Right." Uh, such a um, comforting song maybe i don't know you know it's like a but to open it up a second set you, you kind of hope it would be taken type two um just kind of you know that went into a fago that was pretty good anyway talk about uh set break and then um the starting of set two for us yeah um we tried to start a wave during set break and we got uh around the back side of the of the venue but then it kind of died off we, we had a good run there um, oh, come on people gotta pay, uh, pay attention was, uh, <laughs> I was really hoping like the soccer stadium was going to get it. I, we got more than I expected. I figured it was just going to die out after two. But anyway, um, they came on uh, like 10, 10, 03, something like that. Um, I am in full agreement with you. Uh, everything's right. It's a sweet spot for me. Um, musically, sounds like uh, the beta bands, Dry the Rain. I've always loved that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, sweet. And uh, lyrically, it, uh, I don't know, it just kind of speaks to... Uh, where I'm at in life right now, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of crazy, crazy things happen in the world, both afar and close at home and, um, just kind of sitting back and everything's right. Just hold tight. You know, it kind of makes me think of my kid, 
kind of makes me think of just you know moving through the world uh just one step at a time um it's got that you know uh bit of fish earnest and uh and, and cheesiness to it um but, <laughs> but i'm a fan of that um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with with where they're at right now one of the things um, that draws us definitely, too, i think yeah yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm a pretty earnest and, and somewhat cheesy guy myself, so I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> hey, let's talk <laughs> a little bit about, um, you know, you said this reminds you of the Beta Band song. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about you and, and David's uh, podcast. You guys are, you're well established at this point, but uh, Beyond the Pond is kind of, that's kind of what you guys do. You take some fish jams or songs and relate them to uh I don't, you know, I don't want to say modern music, but give us a rundown of Beyond the Pond, you and David's uh, new podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, David Goldstein and I uh, record um, bi-weekly podcasts uh, under the title Beyond the Pond. Uh, we post uh, on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Pond. Um, keep an eye out for us. So basically the idea, David and I are huge fish fans. We love fish. We've both seen fish. Uh, I just celebrated my 60th show. Uh, I think he's somewhere in the range of that. He's been seeing them a lot longer than I have. Um, very fish obsessive, dive deep in a set list, no, you know, dates, jams, all that sort of stuff that, that everyone, I can um, attest to that, you know, that yes. we're associated with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, when you get to a point where you call yourself a fish nerd, but, um, beyond that, we're huge, huge music fans of everything from modern indie rock to old folk music to, um, you know, uh, hip hop to, um, uh, shoegaze, heavy metal, everything. I mean, I'm, I'm very open-minded to the music I listen to. Um, and so we kind of had an idea, uh, sometime in the winter, um, to start utilizing fish as a way to both discuss other music and also to, you know, potentially introduce people to music outside of the immediate jam band scene. There's just so much good music that, has been created and is being created right now. So um, what we essentially do, we'll take a really famous uh, fish jam usually. We'll talk about it. We'll break it down in the kind of way that, you know, we we would do over beers, at a, you know, right after a show or something or in the lot. And then we'll pick out a couple themes and we'll discuss anywhere between three and six artists and uh, specific songs that we think, if you like this jam, this is another type of music that you might you know, be interested in. So we'll give a little bit of a backstory to the band, to the album. Um, and on top of that, we uh, feature two new albums that have come out typically within a six-week range of us recording that we think people should be listening to. Um, so, for example, really we've, yeah. covered the, we've covered the uh, Camden Chalk Dust. We've covered the Hampton Bag from 1997. Riverport Gin, the Fukuoka Twist, uh, and then we've done some 3.0 jams. We did the Reading Down with Disease, and then we started this summer. Um, we wanted to cover summer tour in our own unique way. Obviously, HF Pod does a really good job of breaking it down show to show, um, but what we did was we picked out a jam throughout the summer tour and would basically do our episode off of that. So we did the Chicago Simple and uh, talked a lot about riff-heavy guitar music. Um, you know, there was such a great riff at 13 minutes in that jam, and so we talked about, like, Rush and Yes and a band called Cite from San Francisco. Nice. And then we did um, our final, our Baker's Dozen episode. We covered the uh, tube and the a song I heard the ocean sing and really did a cool deep dive into Madchester music and into ambient music 
And um, we have an episode coming out actually right after Dick's ends. Um, but look, about a week or so after that, we're going to do a, uh, a full deep dive on um, a Dick's gem to be named. Uh, we, we have not determined what it is yet, but uh, some really great, you know, especially on Friday night and, and with the simple on Saturday, some really great music to, to, to dive into. Nice. It's exciting. And it's a really great podcast because I'm always looking for new stuff to listen to. So you guys always have great suggestions. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, fun times, fun times. So, all right, let's get back to the second set. Kind of pick some highlights. You know, the there's some one. It, it looks wonderful on paper, right? Especially with um, an ending, an ending Mike's Mike's groove. But uh, the first yeah. half is really really solid too. The fuego and the steam, uh, kind of a standard chalk dust. But give us your give us your uh, thoughts on the second set. Totally. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, it looks amazing on paper. I I, I said something after Friday's show that. I would never really pick that set list out of a hat and want to go to it. Um, but it turned out to be one of the best shows I've ever seen. Nice, yeah. Um, it's funny how fish is like that. Last night's second set on paper, loads, loads and loads of heavy hitters. Great, great song selections. Um, probably not my favorite set I've ever seen. Uh, I am, you know, I'll fully admit it. I go to fish mainly because I love hearing them jam and I love hearing them experiment. And there was really none of that in the second set last night outside of yeah. a bit from everything's right. And a bit from Fuego and winter queen. Um, that said, you know, if you're going to put a Saturday rock and roll show together, if you're going to do a little bit of like a recital show. Like these are our big songs. They pick some great tunes to, to cover. Um, nice. I thought that uh, chalked us, you know, I expected it to go deep. Um, it's dicks, it's chalked us, it always jams at, 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 at dicks. But, um, you know, the fact that they didn't uh, take it into a long jam vehicle, I think that they played it very, very tight. Uh, and it was kind of cool to have it in that mid set two slot as just an energy burst. Uh, it's something we haven't really seen from chalked us in the last couple of years. Um, I thought Winter Queen, Winter Queen was beautiful. I uh, really liked the ending of that. Right, um, I thought that was well placed as a come down. And uh, I did not expect what's the use at that time. Um, it's, and a great, I thought, it's a great combo, that though. The, the, the queen into, that? It's a great combo, the queen into what's the use. Um, it really is. Yeah, the takedown, yeah. Um, and you were at Magnaball. I think that we took in a little bit of Magnaball together. Um, yeah. There was a point during Magnaball where that what's the use almost just like fell away to silence. And it was so cool being right. in a field with, you know, 30,000 people, however many were at Magnaball and, and just have this like sound just kind of like wafting over the crowd. And you really got that sense last night. Um, I Those loved the best it. Kinds, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, and slave, I, I, you know, I'm always, I'm never going to complain about slave slave closure was great. And then a pretty classic encore lizards and, uh, an antelope. 20 plus um, minutes. I thought, it was a solid long encore. Yeah, very solid. 20 minute, 20, 20-ish minutes encore. Um, I saw a secret tab driver tweeted out. It was the first time lizards had faded into antelope since I think like sometime in 1995, he had said, oh, nice. sometime early 95 or, nice. or mid-fall or something like that. But really cool, just like two absolutely classic fish songs that were probably like um, the first 20 fish songs every person in the venue had ever heard. Um, to have those paired back to back was very classic. Nice, yeah, it, it, such a solid. Like you said, um, like we talked about, I guess the the set looks wonderful on paper, but it's no you know four and a half song set 
too, like right. it was, was the night before. Um, but it's Saturday night. You know, you've got people with only 20 fish songs under the belt. So, uh, you know, it's a nod to keeping everybody happy and giving them what they came for. Um, but it's 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 funny to me that kind of the, that Winter Queen, What's the Use, is, is such a wonderful newish thing in 3.0 that um we get, right. to, we get to experience but to sandwich a, or to be the meat of the mike's groove is man oh man what a what a wonderful little treat at the back end of that set um so what do you think what do you think your highlights were um you know either set um first set i would definitely say simple uh, i just felt complete you know bliss at that point and i'm kind of expecting we were getting uh uh, a bit more Friday, you know, throughout the whole show. And I was just like, wow, this is um, on a completely different level than what I expected going into the whole run. Um, so that was definitely my highlight from, from the first set, second set. Um, I would say the winter queen, what's the use was uh was a really nice contemplative step back. You know, you think about the meat of a Mike's groove, uh, the traditional Mike's groove is hydrogen, which is a very, uh, blissful ambient number. Uh, it kind of drifts around in between the rock evilness of Mike's song and the, you know, really spunky kind of dance party of Weak Pog. Yeah. And those two songs kind of stretched that concept out over a 15 minute period in time that was really nice. Perfect, man. That's really wonderful. So, uh, you got any, any, uh, big plans for tonight? Any calls? Any expectations? I mean, tweezers sitting on the table. We've had tw- one tweezer this summer. Uh, first night of the Baker's Dozen, I kind of feel like the stereotypical call that, that, that that's got to be coming. It's got to be a big will, version. The place will um, explode if they open the second set with it. I think it will. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting show because, um, you know, for the first time, well, I guess 2015 there wasn't a fall tour, but, you know, this summer – while there's been so much surrounding the Baker's Dozen, um, Fish was very clear that this was kind of a break of a summer. It was like a, uh, you know, a, a pause in a, in a sense, even though they've played at such a high level, you know, from a touring standpoint, they weren't going to tour in the type of quantity. So, sure. you know, the, there's, there's going to be this big break between tonight and whenever they resume, you know, you got to imagine for um, New Year's Eve. New Year's, yeah. And, uh, so I've got to imagine, you know, I, I, my thought, and I don't want to, I don't want to have too much expectations going into this. It's always the death knell of, of being a fish fan, but you know, at the same time, <laughs> you have, yeah, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I think about that last show in Mexico, um, uh, this, this last winter where nothing had been announced for the summer. There were rumors about the Baker's dozen, but everyone knew that fish was going to take a bit of a pause and they came out and kind of played a show that was almost as like, all right, we're walking up the stage for a long period of time. This is your lasting memory. Um, right. That was a very high energy show with some nice. great type two jamming, excellent set list. I mean, I wonder in some cases if I've ever seen a better set list on paper. Um, you know, I kind of feel like they're playing at a level where they could play a show like that, where you just walk away going, I don't know if I ever need another show again. It was so good. Um, so it's Sunday night, last night of the tour, last night of a very special, uh, albeit, so, um, you know, uh, shortened tour. Um, I'm, I'm expecting a great show tonight. The last Sunday night show I saw at Dick's was nine to 2012. And that's one of my favorite shows, oh, especially wonderful. one of my yeah. favorite second sets I've ever seen. So 
you know, my only thought on it is is yesterday our guest Mike um, said he saw John Fishman uh, Thursday night, and and Fish told him that he had homework to do because and that's why he wasn't going to drink tequila with him. So, um, <laughs> you know, the first two nights there's nothing that I think he had to practice too hard for. So um, right. maybe it's maybe it's tonight, man, or or maybe our expectations will uh, disappoint us as always. So. <laughs> either way, I, um, either way, you I like homework. Time. I like fish homework, and yeah, either way, I'm going into this. I don't know the next fish I'm seeing. Uh, I've got an early morning flight out of DIA tomorrow with my wife and a two year old that I know is going to be right. uh, a bit more challenging than it needs ready to be. To so yeah, I'm just going to like I'm going to live in the present as as much as possible and right. uh, say hi to some good friends and and enjoy uh, uh, enjoy you know, another fish show. Just hold tight, right? Uh, just hold tight. Everything's right, man. <laughs> awesome, Brian. <laughs> Thanks so much. Say hello to Suze and, and Wally Pipes for us, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time, and have have a great time tonight. Right back at you, Brad. Lots of love to your family, and uh, hope to see you in the show here again yeah, soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast. And we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.